Welcome to the Core Extra Podcast. I'm Kurt. And I'm Steve. We are two boomers with two mics that accidentally and occasionally make sense. We discuss paranormal mysteries and unexplained events. And if you want to reach us to stay on top of things, what we're going to talk about, you can reach us on Twitter at Core underscore Extra, Instagram at Core Extra Media, and TikTok at Core Extra Media. We hope you enjoy this upcoming episode. Let's get right into it. So, Kurt, tell me about this new story you got. I mean, we've had some pretty good paranormal stories, but let's keep it going. What do you got? Well, this one is in Michigan and Ohio. Now, a lot of people out there listening probably have heard about this, um, but I'm going to jump right in. Okay, it's the story of the Melonhead Kids, okay? which is a horrible name for the kids, but that's how the story is known. So let me give you some background on the one in Michigan because it also bleeds over in other states, but it also bleeds over into Ohio. The Melonhead Kids. The Melonhead Kids. All right, the Melonheads of Michigan are said to reside around Felt Mansion. Okay, although they have also been reportedly seen in southern areas of Ottawa County up in Michigan. According to one story, they were originally children that had hydrocephalus, which is water on the brain, Mm -hmm. who lived at the Junction Insane Asylum near Felt Mansion. The story goes on to say that after enduring physical and emotional emotional abuse, they became feral and were released into the forest surrounding the asylum, which sounds weird to me. The County Historical Society asserts that the asylum never existed although it was at one point a prison. However, the story has been part of local folklore for several decades. The Lake Town Township manager told the Holland Sentinel, which is a newspaper, that he had heard the tales as a teenager, noting that his his friends referred to the beans as wobbleheads. Well, you know, folklore always has a little bit of truth in it. Something happened. Yeah, something. We always like to say something went on, you know? Yes. So some versions of the legend say that the children once lived in the mansion itself, but later retreated to a system of caverns or caves nearby. Some versions of this legend say the children devised a plan to escape and kill the doctor that abused them. It is said that the children had no place to hide the body, so they cut it up into small pieces, which they hid around the mansion. So it's hard to imagine how these kids go from having this this disease and then all of a sudden they're rabid killers. You know, that might be more of the folklore. But anyway. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Rumors exist that teenagers who had broken into the mansion saw ghosts of the children and claimed to see shadows of the doctor's murder through the light coming from an open door. This legend has spread throughout that region, even become the subject, becoming the subject of a 2011 film simply titled The Melonheads which is based around this West Michigan legend. I don't think I've ever seen that or heard of that one. No. But some of our listeners out there may have heard of it. Well, you know, it's it's, uh, funny when you talk about that. 
in one of the doing the research on this, they relate that film as a basis for Pumpkinhead, which movie we did see, the Halloween yes. movie yes. with the guy with the beak. So, uh, but now, how does this relate to Ohio? Well, in Ohio, the story's a little deeper. Okay, it gets a little deeper. It surrounds, it's centered around a guy named Doctor Crow, who nobody can say whether he is real or not apparently okay okay so let's talk about this dr crow so apparently a mysterious man named dr crow lived in a secluded house on on a road in kirtland ohio which is up near cleveland some say he was married and that his wife was unable to have children other accounts say that the crows had a child who suffered from water on the brain which caused the youngster to be severely disfigured that's probably accurate. You know, he probably, there are people that have this, right? Yeah. Now, we don't know if Dr. Crow was a real doctor or not, but, or he may have been stripped of his medical license, but that didn't stop him from his work, okay? He was said to be the guardian of a number of orphan children, or perhaps he was the staff physician, although there are no records of any orphanage ever being in the area. In either case, the children became victims of his macabre medical practice, possibly in an attempt to help his own child, or maybe in some sort of quest for a cure, Dr. Crow performed experiments on the children. Do we know when this took place? Did you say it? Maybe I missed it. Well, that's kind of hard to nail down, but I'll get back to that. But that's kind of hard to nail down. So he used these, uh, what I leave off, he performed these horrific, painful experiments, including injecting fluid into their heads. The repeated treatments caused the malformations that gave children their terrifying appearance. The melon heads, as they were called, were docile, helpless victim of a madman's strange fascination. So now, the mm -hmm. ones in Michigan were killers. Yeah. And the ones in Ohio were just so far experiments. So far, okay. it seems like these people. What sounds like a plausible explanation to me is that his son had this affliction, and he was searching for a cure. Like so, that. That sounds right. Yeah. So years passed, and Doctor Crow's insanity escalated. The evil spilled out from the doctor to the patient. The children who survived went mad. In an unexpected act of revolt, the Melonheads attacked Crow, taking vengeance in the most violent manner. The doctor died at the hands of his children, who were now free from collective captivity. The Melonheads set fire to the doctor's house and laboratory, destroying any and all records of the non-sanctioned experiments and abuse. They were free, but where were they going to go? The only home they had ever known was gone, and the only adult, and he was the only adult, that they'd ever dealt with. The Melonheads took to the woods, hiding together, scared, angry, seeking shelter and food wherever they could find it. They had no ability or desire to communicate with the outside world. Once again, they were all alone. So this story accounts for how they got out in the woods. Now, I don't know if you have that particular affliction, if you can run around and attack animals and attack people, I don't know. But the pictures I've seen of people with this affliction doesn't look like they can do that. Doesn't look like they can do that. But you have two states. One seems to be torture, right. insane. The other one seems to be comfort, but they both eventually turn right. 
on their keepers. And, and you know, it's actually three states. It's actually the same type of story in Connecticut, you know, but I left that one out. But here's another story, another version of this story, okay? It's still in Ohio, another version of the story paints quite a different picture of Dr. Crow. Instead of the mad scientist inflicting abuse on orphans, Crow was a gentle, loving man seeking only to help children suffering from water on the brain. Maybe because of his personal history, maybe out of the goodness of his heart, Crow took in dozens of orphans, abandoned and unwanted children, giving them safe and secure place to call home. The melonheads, as the ignorant neighbors called them, loved the good doctor. He was like a father who gave them unconditional love and acceptance. In his secluded hideaway on, on Wisner Road, Dr. Crow cared for the unfortunate children, shielding them from the cruelty of the outside world. All was well for the unusual family until the aging Dr. Crow died of natural causes. So they're saying this guy was a good guy and never, never harmed a fly. Um, then he died of natural causes. That's, now, go ahead. That sounds more like a story that, and then they escape right. and have nowhere to go. I like that story better. Yeah, so now. That the guy is a nice well, of course you know, we would like that story. There though. has to be people that would take... Well, there's people nowadays that take in the, sure. you know, sure. the less fortunate. So now, upset and frightened with no one to care for them, no one to feed them or clothe them, the children became enraged, which makes sense. Yeah. They set fire to the house, burned Dr. Crow's body, and fled into the woods. They took their anger out on anyone who crossed their path. The locals knew to stay far away from the old crow property, but curiosity seekers, of course, went in looking for trouble. As the years passed, the melon heads grew. The ones who survived reproduced uh, offspring. The insanity was passed, as well as the physical characteristics. They guarded their territory from outsiders. They were blamed for numerous attacks and some ki even some kidnappings. Some accounts say they stole livestock, pets, and children, using them as a food source. Cannibalism was not out of the question in desperate times. Melonheads have been spotted near the alleged site of the Crow residence for decades. Wisner Road is a hot spot for legend trippers and paranormal investigators. Teenagers trek the Kirtland area, hoping to catch a glimpse of these monstrous beings. They are described as small, humanoid creatures with extremely large, misshapen heads. They are often hairless with deformed limbs, razor-like teeth, and glowing eyes. Truly horrific sight if you ever catch a glimpse of them. Now, sound kind of like aliens. I know. It, it sounds like, for some reason, they morph to people with an addiction, uh, affliction, and now they're almost like these creatures. And they're reproducing, raising kids. And, yeah. And, oh, no, that's a tough one. You know what I mean? That's a tough one. Now, Michigan and Connecticut melon heads have oddly similar characteristics, with the latter tracing their ancestors back to colonial times. Some people say that this story has its root in witchcraft. So when you ask me how long ago it was, they're saying this goes back to colonial times. The melon heads. The melon heads go back I've to I've actually never heard of them before. No, and they're right here. They're right here in, um, in Ohio, right up by Cleveland, allegedly. Now, the thing is, back then, back in any time period, if somebody 
was born with one arm, they were like a creature. Yeah. You know, but it seems to me that the melon heads may be just a situation where kids had this affliction, doctor tried to take care of them, and if he did, he would eventually would die out in the woods, and they would have to figure out something to do. But that is the strange, that is the strange case of the melon heads. And I ha I've gotten most of this on several sources on the web, uh, one being, of course, Wikipedia, and the other one being thelineup.com slash melonheads. But if you go on YouTube, you can go on YouTube and search, and you'll see a lot of videos about the melonheads, uh, melonhead kids. And I hate to call them that, but well, that's but but that's what you have to look for. Yeah, I saw one video where a guy on YouTube had captured him on video, and it was clear that he edited it. Edited, he performed an edit and put some alien or something in there. I mean, it was just not good well I think next week next episode mm -hmm. or one of the episodes that come up since we're doing kids you know we have to do the black-eyed kids oh yeah so I have a good story about those too and a lot of people see them a lot of people a lot of people see but I had not heard of the melon heads I had not either we're both Ohio natives and and I have not heard of them oh well let me take that back Sometime last year, I did read about him and had him because we were going to do it on a show. But, you know, we got sidetracked and started doing other things. But before that, I had, but before that, I had never heard of this. Now, maybe if I lived up in Cleveland, I would hear about it, you know? Yeah. Maybe if I lived up in Cleveland, I would. Well, maybe we need to take a road trip to, to locate the melon heads. Yeah. Yeah. We'll go sleep out in the woods and see if we see anybody comes by. But that's the quick story I had for you this week, Steve. And I, we appreciate all of you guys listening. And we always like to share a story um, that we've come across. And maybe that'll uh, interest you in looking into it further. Yeah, and if you find out anything, let you us know. How, you know how to reach us. Yep. So, hey, thanks for listening, everybody. I'm Kurt. And I'm Steve. Thanks for listening. You just listened to the latest episode of the Core Extra Podcast hosted by Kurt and Steve. And so you don't miss the next episode, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. We would really appreciate it. And while you're at it, leave us a rating and review. We love to hear the feedback from our listeners. And if you know anyone that would be interested in our content, recommend us. Family, friends, coworkers, everybody is welcome. Thanks again for listening to the Core Extra Podcast. Thank you.